This is Developer's Journey. My name is Tim Bourguignon. Thanks for joining. Who is Elliot? Yeah. yeah. Um, we're at the TopConf here. Um, you had two wonderful talks yesterday. Thank uh, you. One about leadership was impressive. Uh, the whole part about uh, um, chimpanzees was <laughs> um, very much like daily work for me. But, uh, <laughs> it it really is, isn't it? It is, it is, it is. It's, it's impressive. Ah, I used to say I'm a, I'm a kindergarten cop. Um, I'm, I'm mostly working as, as a agile coach and, and scrum master. And mm-hmm. It sometimes feels like it. <laughs> Um, and you talk about um, about uh, punishment and um, oh god I forgot the other word um, yeah how about punishment Pud- exactly uh, PDD um, was also amazing um, and kind of hard to see where you wanted to go but it everything fell down into place at the end so it's really good really good thank you um, so yeah you were there in my talk about mm-hmm. um, about um, developer's journey um, very helpful to have you in the first row. Uh, <laughs> With a big smile and, uh, and uh, acknowledgement that I'm speaking fast, but that's also okay. <laughs> um, how did you come up becoming a developer or agile coach or manager? I'm not sure how you describe your job. Okay, so um, I guess I started off in development. My dad was in IT. Okay. So, well, I'm not sure it was called that then. It was a long time ago. So I, uh, he used to take me into work on a Saturday. Oh, did he? And he would sit me in front of the computer. He worked for a company called Wordplex, okay. who uh, wrote uh, word processors, one of the first ones. So huge machines off in other rooms and dumb terminals. Mm-hmm. And he used to sit me in front of the dumb terminal and tell me to break it. While he went off and did his work. (laughs) And uh, whenever I managed to break it, I had to write a little report out. And he would go in and he would put it in front of the developers on the Monday and say, (laughs) my nine-year-old daughter found that. Oh, that's cool. That's (laughs) a great idea. (laughs) So for me, I guess computing was just normal. It wasn't an unusual thing. Okay. Um, And uh, so I went to university. I did electrical, electronic engineering. um, But the computing stuff was what I enjoyed. So I went into that. I didn't want to do anything else. I didn't want to move into management. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to stay technical. You know, okay. I've been 25 years in the industry now, and it was probably only five years ago when I finally admitted that maybe management was the route that I wanted to go. I know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I guess I reached the end of my challenges technically. So okay. there were new languages, there were new things, but it didn't feel like there was that big challenge out there for me anymore. Mm-hmm. So uh, I actually took a year out and I did an MBA for a year mm-hmm. um, and then went back in on the management side and I love it. Okay. It's, um, I guess knowing the technical side means I can have the proper conversations and understand mm-hmm. when people are telling me the truth rather than not really wanting to do the work. That's, so that's, that's a really important background. But also um, the people side of it, people are so strange. Mm-hmm. Every day there's something that happens that you go I've never seen someone do that before that's really Mm -hmm. interesting Um, and it just changes all the time and this is where the challenge is right absolutely all the technical stuff it's pretty Cartesian you can solve this you know you can solve this well I wouldn't say that's necessarily (laughs) easy you know I having worked on a number of issues which you at some point thought you couldn't solve but you did get them in the end Mm -hmm. and I think that's actually really analogous to working with people Mm when something comes up that somebody reacts to in a way that you didn't expect them to, mm-hmm. there's lots of different ways in which I will then stand back and try and go, well, 
how do I communicate with this person? What, how do I find out what's making them unhappy in the first place? And I love that aspect. I love the fact it challenges me all the time to try and understand people better and to work with them better. How do you do that? Do you have some I tricks? I, well, I guess it's trial and error. So I, um, obviously, because I do do that a lot, I've kind of got some things that I try that are my first go-to things. Mm -hmm. But um, the situations where they don't work are the most fun ones, you know. Um, the main thing for me is to take myself out of the equation. Mm -hmm. Me, how I want to lead, how I want to manage is the least important thing. Mm -hmm. The... Um, the my approach to things is not important. What's important is them, mm -hmm. how they're feeling, trying to get to an understanding, have I said something that's actually made them have a negative reaction to that? Why was that? Um, but also trying to um, work out what they need from me. That is the most important thing. Okay. So what do I want out of the situation and what do I need to give them so that they feel comfortable and we're able to move forward? So if I can rephrase that, that says um, empathy first and uh, switch the point of view from their point of view and try to see the world from their, their Absolutely. end. Absolutely. And I think um, what a lot of people do, I think, is just emotionally respond. And their first immediate emotional response is what they come out with. And that's, that's what right. causes bad relationships in the workplace and elsewhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know um, that. And what I try to do, and I try to do it in my personal life as well, is if I'm feeling that strong emotional response as a sudden thing, I use that as a signal to actually stand back and think a little bit before I respond. So it's kind of, if I'm feeling that strong emotionally, then I want to understand why before I respond. So a really silly example from my personal life would be um, a couple of months ago, I got in my car with my husband, and he had been the last one to drive it. So the seat was in the wrong place and uh, everything had been adjusted and I had that moment of irritation. And, but immediately I just kind of said, is that reasonable in my head? I went, no, it's completely unreasonable. Yeah. I wouldn't want him to be uncomfortable when he was driving my car and possibly crash it. So it's that kind of thing where you just immediately check in with yourself. Is my response actually helpful or unhelpful? Okay, you need to have the control to be able to do that. I think it's it's the signal. It's not even so much the control. I think it's the recognizing and training yourself to kind of go, okay, this is a moment where I need to step out. Okay. And using the emotion as a signal that this is a moment to do that. Okay. So translating this to a development team, how do you um, help developers or uh, IT professionals learn this and get this into their daily routine? Oh, do I do that? Um, <laughs> Should, I we? Guess. <laughs> Should we? Um, well, you know, I think it's, um, I mean, obviously it's something that I do and that I think is useful to do or I wouldn't do it. So um, I definitely see it as my role to help people develop. And um, I guess initially I wouldn't do that with people. I would be just doing that to myself whilst trying to work with them and create the relationship and create the team. Mm -hmm. And I think there's some people for which this is more useful than for others. Mm -hmm. So particularly, um, there's one particular person I can think of in my development team at the moment who is more immature, is newer, um, who hasn't really worked in this type of industry very much. Mm -hmm. 
and does react quite emotionally and um, I kind of think it's fun to try and develop people you know and work with them and even just saying things to him like he, he gets frustrated that um, things are done a certain way and even just planting that seed that he can take the power and it's his choice mm-hmm. he doesn't have to sit at the bottom of the power level that actually no one's going to give it to him mm-hmm. he can actually just say I'm going to change this and just in deciding to do that he can change it and just kind of seeing him kind of think that through and try it out with people and mm-hmm. co- comes back and tells me it didn't work with certain people yeah. and all of those sorts of things but for me there's huge pleasure in that just that opening of people's eyes to the possibilities that are out there mm-hmm. some people want that and other people don't want that and that's absolutely fine but the people who are interested who kind of want to try things and to experiment because I think that's what it's really about mm-hmm. um, they're the ones that um, that I love to work with in that way okay. so um. I love that too. I'm doing that all the time, and it's it's just gorgeous. This is a, a gorgeous exercise. Um, is there a minimum requirement for somebody to fill up? You said um, if he's doing it or if he wants to do it, it's okay. If he doesn't, it's also okay. Yeah, I totally agree. But is there a minimum um, under which we cannot go, under which um, a team a team starts um, dysfunctioning? I I don't think so, and I probably am answering differently than I would have done maybe 12 months ago. Okay, with that. Um, I'm working at the moment in an organisation where a third of the people in IT have been there more than 10 years. Okay. It's it's a very unusual, it's not it the is. situation I've worked in before. Mm-hmm. So it's quite interesting to see, uh, and it's always been a very hierarchical organisation. Mm-hmm. So because I'm a certain way up the management level, they react to me in a certain way that I'm not used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and in empowering the team... I'm finding it really quite interesting. So I've got maybe maybe a quarter of the team were already empowered because they just decided they were. And mm-hmm. you know, I've always done that, so I, I recognise that in people. Um, around another quarter, since I've been trying to empower them, have taken that and run with it. Mm-hmm. So I've got around half the team now. Okay. I would guess about a quarter will take it as they see others doing it. And I think we'll end up with a quarter who will never take it, who actually quite enjoy just being given the work to do, doing it and giving it to someone else and having no responsibility. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. okay. If that's how they want to work, that's okay. It's just they will get different type of work than the people who run and do it. And I think over time, as they see how much fun the others are having, I think they will come. Okay. But maybe they won't, and that's okay. So do we need the... Uh the uh, what do you call that dispersion uh, dispersion with the, uh, the the uh, the early adopters and then the uh, the ones coming after and then the late comers maybe over 70 75% what's yeah. um, your your rough estimate um, then it's okay to have people that not uh, that are not um, on this bandwagon I think it's, you know, because we're talking a whole, it's not a single team, it's a whole development department. Mm -hmm. So you have different types of work coming in as well. So you have the flagship projects and you will probably put the people who are more engaged, who are more interested, who um, 
are wanting to work more closely with the business, who are wanting to do all of those things okay. and are taking power and being empowered, they're probably more likely to be working on the larger project pieces of work, the okay. things that, if you like, the teamwork is so much more important for. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have lots of work where it's single little pieces of work and, um, and pieces like that where probably we would get people who didn't want to do that working. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. They're happy coming in and just doing their job and going home again. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. Some of those guys do a really, really good job. Mm-hmm. They just don't want to do it in a team and they don't want to have any more responsibility than they have. Okay. Would I recruit people like that? Probably not. How when would, I'm recruiting, how would you recruit? Um, when I'm recruiting, I'm looking for people, particularly because I guess of the environment I'm in at the moment, I'm looking for those people to show people what it can be like Mm -hmm. and to bring in um, more modern ways of working, but also uh, that attitude and enthusiasm. Um, So I probably wouldn't deliberately recruit somebody who wouldn't have that. But I think within the whole team, uh, within the whole of development, that actually I'm okay. I'm okay if people don't want to go that extra mile. Okay, that's something I'm struggling with. <laughs> I'm very much the guy who does so much on the side that uh, I'm expecting that from everybody, and I need to to uh, to pray on this. <laughs> it's it's one of those things that, um, again, because I'm I'm someone that I get enthusiastic about things. Mm-hmm. I really love my job. You know, I kind of I get really passionate about things. I want challenges. Absolutely. It can be really hard for me to understand people who are not like that at all. But I don't know that I understand them exactly, but I understand that they are like that. And that me just being really enthusiastic at them isn't going to change that. Um, And I think, you know, it's one of those things I think as I get older I'm understanding better is that whole neurodiversity, that whole having people who think differently and are different is actually really adds to a team. They bring something different to that team. Mm -hmm. I have one guy who moans all the time okay but i love it because i know what's making him unhappy and i know that probably lots of other people feel the same way they're just not saying it so he's actually letting me know Mm -hmm. all those things where there are places where maybe we can do something better okay there's more hints and you have to be aware (laughs) that are be listening actually oh cool so you didn't have the chance to hire somebody for this team Yes. Uh, yeah, we've been hiring. We're hiring quite a lot, actually. At oh, the moment. Okay. We're growing hugely as an organization. So we are, um, as I say, is it a single team or it, it's a department? So mm-hmm. it's a group. So people are working in different teams, but we're deliberately bringing people in. When I started at the organization, we were, um, it was very inward looking. Mm-hmm. So there was no automated unit testing, for example, okay. let alone continuous integration. So we're bringing those things in now. Mm-hmm. We're there with all of the .NET side. We're actually getting there at the moment um, on the um, database side where we have quite a lot of code. Um, and we're actually bringing in all of those ideas on the database side as well, which is somewhat harder, but we're getting there. But all of the people that we're recruiting are people who have worked that way, who do understand that way of working okay. as a kind of showing others the route they could go, um, but also bringing in, what do you mean you don't do that? You know, this is such a basic mm-hmm. way of working. Um, and one of the things I do love about the organization is there's very little resistance to change. 
Oh, that's good. I spent the first six months trying to find the resistance because I knew it was there. Okay. There was only a little bit. The guy who moans a lot was a little bit, mm -hmm. but I took him out for a coffee and then he was okay. <laughs> and uh, and I was trying to find it because you know it's there. It's just underground if you can't find it. Mm -hmm. And I've been there 18 months now, and I've kind of I'm finally convinced that actually they're really open open to doing things better as long as they think it's going to make it better okay. they're really open to doing it and that's an amazing opportunity to it, really it make a difference it is you can really roll out all the things you all dreamt of i just have to kind of hold back and not do it too quickly because i love change mm. but i'm aware that not everyone does yeah and i think um they should be the one doing the change you absolutely. should be a trigger agent but not I, yeah, I mean, absolutely. it can go only as fast as they're um, allowing it to go absolutely and and they're the ones having to work out how to bring it in for these particular technology sets and what mm -hmm. to do um, it's merely a case of me sort of saying yeah here's a concept here's something I think we should be working towards what do you guys think mm -hmm. and making sure that there's time for people to be working on that that's my role they actually have to do the do that's the hard indeed, stuff indeed indeed um, do you have the chance to bring somebody um, quite fresh on the team? I mean, for that, um, it's not necessarily um, someone out of the university, but quite early in his career. And how um, did that go? Okay. We, we do have people early in their career, but probably straight from education. So we okay. have one person we brought in around a year, year and a half ago, who was straight from university. But we also have, at the moment, two apprentices straight from school. Oh, you do. Oh, that's great. So uh, they've been with us a few months now, so that's kind of fun. It's the first time we've done that. Okay. Um, and one of the things I really love is the team when I joined was very senior. So most of the people had been there a long time, um, had worked a lot. So... Um, actually having the dynamic of having more junior people in the team as well is really allowing people to do that mentoring thing. Mm -hmm. And there's such pleasure in doing that and yeah. bringing someone else's skills along. It's amazing. Um, and it's lovely to see how everybody in the department has, particularly around the apprentices, um, sat around them, helped them, brought them along from a point of very little IT knowledge. Mm -hmm. They've done a little bit. And they've obviously got the right kinds of minds, and that's why we brought them in. But really, very little knowledge at all. It, it's just really nice to see how they've made them part of the team and also that enjoyment they're getting. Um, how did you manage to find those two apprentices? Were you part of the uh, hiring process? or? Uh, yeah, absolutely. The um, So as an organisation as a whole, so we're a financial organisation. Um, the IT department is an internal IT department within that. And uh, so the financial organization as a whole um, was running this program for apprentices and we took six apprentices on this year, two of them in my area. Okay. So um, they came to us and said, are you interested in having some? And we went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there were a number of applications. It's in conjunction with a local university mm -hmm. who are running a day release with them. So they're learning academically at the same time that they're learning practically with us. Okay, and back and forth. Yeah, and uh, they have certain things that they need to cover in their syllabus, so we make sure we give them experience in those areas. Okay. Um, and it's a great chance, it's, it's an 18-month program for them, mm -hmm. so it's a great chance for them to understand what work is really about, mm -hmm. um, but also a great chance for us to find some people really early in their career who 
uh, either we send off into the IT industry actually knowing somewhat of what these things are about or who we take on afterwards and get a huge benefit from the fact they know our systems and um, we know that they're good at what they do. Mm-hmm. So who knows where that's going to go yet. We're around six months in, so okay. we shall see. But at the moment, going really well. Sounds really promising. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great, great. Um, anything you want to add up? Any topics we didn't cover you would like to speak about? I could speak about anything for any length of time. I, I'm sure we could. Um, in <laughs> five minutes, it should, uh, the conference should go on. So... Um, Thanks very much for your time. It was very enjoyable. I hope we can stay in touch. Thank you.